What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void for a podcast. That's right. It's episode 214, and today we're going to be talking about two holiday horror movies and that just came out, actually. Both of them just came out within this month. Um, one of them is a sequel to the movie Once Upon a Time of Christmas, but don't you worry. You don't have to worry about that because technically you could watch this the nights before Christmas without it being a sequel. It's, it's made in that way that you won't have to miss too much. Right. Uh, but we already knew that going in because we reviewed this movie in the past and we're going to see the sequel today. Brittany and I did the review on that. On so. episode 70. Right. So <laughs> we we got The Nights Before Christmas, which is the sequel to Once Upon a Time at Christmas. And we also have... Toys of Terror from 2020 just came out too. It's about a bunch of killer toys on Christmas. Mm-hmm. So we figured we'd pick these two to watch and uh, we were surprised. So we were. We were surprised. We won't say how. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> Yet. Um, but yeah. So how have you been? How are you doing? What's going on with you? I fixed my printer just so everybody knows. Oh, really? So I'm back in the She's saddle back in again. action, guys. <laughs> <laughs> how are you, how so are santa you? came early huh <laughs> uh, no if i'm santa then i'm sure <laughs> oh, okay good i'm glad you fixed it yeah me too <laughs> anything else going on christmas but that's not really doing anything and we decorated our tree i posted it on our instagram page oh yeah if you guys want to check it out and oh, which one we have two the toilet paper one. Okay. The 2020 yeah. tree. <laughs> I tried to do a themed This year's tree. full of shit, so we made a tree full of paper to wipe your ass. <laughs> I'm pretty proud of it. Yeah. But how have you been? Are you, um, are you ready for your vacation? I have been playing the, a fuck ton of Cyberpunk 2077, mm-hmm. which a lot of people have a lot of opinions on. I personally really enjoy it. I like it a lot. I was a huge Witcher 3 fan, and it is very different from Witcher 3, so you can't even compare it. Uh, it is pretty overwhelming. The, mm-hmm. the game is overwhelming when you first start out. And I spent like five hours just trying to get comfortable with the game. Everybody here who's horror doesn't know what the fuck I'm talking about, including Christina, by the way. This is true. She doesn't like video games very much unless it's pinball or like Mario go-kart racing or whatever. Not even. <laughs> yeah, but you'll play those with me sometimes. Sometimes. Um, 
but yeah, so I'm really excited about playing that. I've been playing, I've been streaming every single night since Wednesday. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then I'm not streaming on Sunday because I got to do all this work for the podcast. So, but it's been pretty busy and I'm, I'm super excited about, you know, watching all of these fucking movies. I literally have a regiment because I still have to put out YouTube videos in the time that we're taking off from the podcast as well. So at least mm-hmm. two videos a week. Right. Fuck. <laughs> I'm I'm catching up to some of my old stuff, but I'm also like so behind, you know, because I can't review every single movie I watch. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like to, but that's a lot of work. You know what I mean? It's not as simple as just watching an hour and a half movie. It's like a five hour fucking thing. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, I've got like 70 movies lined up to watch in this two weeks and uh-huh. I don't know how I'm going to do it. You'll do it. I'm literally going to be just sitting there going, okay, was that good? Okay. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Write down my favorite ones and then you know when we come back because we're going to be gone from after this week we'll be gone until january 4th january 4th and we'll be coming back with the I, best of i'm thinking we will but we may push it to the next week just in case i would like to do it on the fourth but there's going to be so much right Oh my god. <laughs> I am not looking forward to this, dude. Like I'm I'm like looking forward to it, but it's a lot of fucking work, guys. Right. Like I just don't want to be that guy that just watched like, you know, 20 movies in a year and go, "Yeah, here's my opinion." Well, who gives a fuck what your opinion is if you haven't watched the bottom of the barrel all the way to the top? <laughs> you know? Oh, I watched like three uh, mainstream successes and uh yeah, here's my opinion. Like no one gives a shit about that. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it's going to have a mix of um, independent and mainstream efforts that I think, you know, they all, in my opinion, get graded on a different value. Sometimes how much money a movie makes is is very different. Well, this from, year was different. Yeah, it, well, we had a lot of indies this year, like right. a lot. I mean, this year in particular, I am impressed with because I thought because the COVID thing, it was going to fuck everything up. But everybody's always pre- prepping for the next year. So it's this year that's going to be suffering for next. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because they had that drought here where everybody had to work at home and, you know, there's people sending editing stuff to another person to check it, to double check it, to, you know, Mm -hmm. it's back and forth. The internet saved, you know, 2020. Imagine if we didn't have the internet right now back in 1920. I know. I I don't, I don't want to think about it. We would not be able to survive. So, and as much as I hate the internet and love the internet at the same time, uh, God, just imagine. Fuck. No, I'm good. I don't want to imagine. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I know you guys uh, are going to be celebrating a holiday or if not, you know, whatever, you know, the holiday season, whatever you celebrate. I hope you have an amazing uh, year for this year, next year. Uh, I hope that we all kind of come out of it. And I'm thinking it'll probably be halfway through the year before things start looking up. <laughs> so it's really been like a year and a half, but. To 2021, the the fucking comeback kid. <laughs> it's going to be a, probably a slow time for horror movies, I think, um, in 2021. Uh-huh. Uh, I think we're going to have, it's going to be slim pickings. Unless some movies that just, you know, got made in like 2018 and have been looking for a distributor for the past couple of years. You know what I mean? Like right. someone to put it out. Mm-hmm. That might be the case, but I think, you know. It's either right. going to be big mainstream right. and slim pickings on the other. Right. Who knows? Mm-hmm. People have been getting pretty creative during this time. Right. So 
been seeing some films that were done entirely in the pandemic that I was like, right, goddamn, like host. Oh yeah, exactly. You know what I mean, they did a really good job on that, and I really want to see a sequel. But apparently, they're working on something with Sam Raimi, mm-hmm. something his, else. one of his productions. Uh, for some other supernatural film, mm-hmm. but maybe they'll come back to this when you know. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to find out what that is because the same writers on Host are working with Sam Raimi's production team mm-hmm. and the director as well. As well, so. Mm-hmm. Also, I want to give you guys another thanks again. I know I've been thanking you. A lot of you have been subscribing up to the Manscaped thing and or sending in donations and things like that. My God, guys, that really fucking helps us. And I just want to say thank you for helping us out this year. It really has meant a lot to us to to get the support like that. You know, just just you listening means a lot to us. Right. But, you know, when people go the extra mile to help support the, the, the sponsors that we get, our first sponsor, that even means even more because that that means we're moving in the right direction in, in the regard of, you know, hey, we're actually doing something good here. You know what I mean? So Not, we appreciate it. Yeah, we really do appreciate it. And with that said, here is a word from our sponsor. Looking for the ultimate stocking stuffers for this holiday season? Then look no further because our sponsors... Manscaped.com have the tools to make you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant contest. Manscaped is the only brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products. And great news, they just released their products across Europe, Canada, and Australia. Wow. As you guys know, I've been using the Lawnmower 3.0, which has been a delight in our household. You got the Crop Preserver, which is a ball deodorant. Uh. Crop Reviver, a ball toner that will give your balls a little slice of heaven with their aloe vera and hazel extracts. They even have the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer to get rid of those nasty ear and nose hairs. So whatever your needs are, they have just about everything you can think of. It's the holidays. You want to make sure your jingle balls are doing just fine. So head on down to manscaped.com with code BTV. That's manscaped.com with code BTV at checkout and get an additional 20% off with free shipping with the code BTV. This holiday, make sure your packages are smooth. And how about the podcast you love? Us. Thank you, Manscaped, for supporting our podcast and any of you who also chipped in for that as well to get yourself a treat. But I think it might be that time. Jingle bells? Horse shots! Okay, so as you guys know, we do themed shots based around one of the movies that we reviewed this week. And this week we chose The Nights Before Christmas. And so what do we make for that movie? Without spoiling it, of course, we made... There's a Mr. and Mrs. Claus that are going around killing everybody in a slasher fashion. And uh, we thought it might be fun to, to name this shot a naughty or nice. And this is a double shot, by the way. I'm so excited. I know. Now, you don't have to do anything like drop it in anything. That would be weird. Don't worry about that. We specifically wanted these to be separate. So we would have one shot for the naughty and one shot for the nice. So what's the naughty? So in the naughty, you're going to put three-fourths of a shot. So an ounce. A three-fourths of an ounce of Jägermeister and one-fourth of an ounce 
of cinnamon schnapps. Ooh, Christmassy. Then in the nice category, we have two ounces of eggnog and one ounce of 99 whipped, which is kind of like vodka. So if you don't have 99 whipped in where you are, you can use like whipped cream vodka and that should suffice. So, and it basically, you just put it in your eggnog, so three ounces to drink afterwards. So first, we're going to take our naughty. All right. Whew. I'm scared. <laughs> she doesn't like to take shots too much, but no. you made this fucking ep- this segment up, so. Shut up. You're fucked. Fault. You're fucked. You're fucked. Okay. Okay, it was good. I've been sipping on my eggnog this whole time. It's really good with the eggnog. Woo! Yeah, you can taste them on both, though. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yay, 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 Ooh, I'm going to feel that this whole episode. Might just make some Christmas soup here in a minute. Just give me the trash can, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, guys. So, if you would like to try a naughty or nice based off the movie The Nights Before Christmas that just came out, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. That's it for Horror Shots. All right, guys. So now we're going to jump into our flesh and potatoes of our reviews of Toys of Terror from 2020 and the sequel to Once Upon a Time at Christmas called The Nights Before Christmas from 2019. Right now. Right, so Christina did work on both of these movies, but she's going to go first with this one. Okay, Toys of Terror. Just before Christmas, a family moves into a secluded mansion with a dark past. While the adults focus on renovating the place, the bored kids find a toy chest hidden in the attic and the toys come to life. But bizarre events soon begin to take place, events that threaten the family's lives. (laughs) (laughs) The tagline for this movie is, it's sleigh time. Oh my god. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. This was directed by Nicholas Verso, who is an Australian director and a DJ. His DJ name is DJ Versi Verse. I love that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he also uh, directed a movie called Boys and Trees from 2016. He's done lots of TV shows like The Enlisted, Itch, Nowhere Boys. This was written by Dana Gould, who was involved with Stand Against Evil. He was a writer and he was a creator on that show. He was also in the movie, in the show called, his name was Kevin. Right. right. And he was Squeegee Man and the Mystery Men. Mm-hmm. He's an actor more than he is a writer, but mm-hmm. yeah. But he's also written for The Simpsons and he's done voice. He actually was a writer on The Simpsons from 2001 to 2007. That's a big chunk of time. Mm-hmm. He also wrote the comedy Central Roast of Roseanne. And he did an MST three thousand episode, the Star Crash episode. MST three K. Oh, MST three K. I'm like, what are you calling I, it? I forgot the K. I'm sorry. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> okay, calm down. <laughs> All right, this movie stars Kiana Teresa, who plays Hannah, the mom. She's a Canadian actress. She's done lots of TV and TV movies. Uh, she was also in Shadow Hunters, and she's also been in Star Trek Discovery. Mm. She looked familiar. Right, she did. Uh, Georgia Waters, who plays Rose, the nanny. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's an English actress. 
uh, who played Eliza on Siren. You know that show, Siren. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what okay. else is, is she in? Anything else? Um, she's just been in a few like TV. That's it. Okay. Verity Marks, who plays Alicia, the teenager. Uh, she's also a Canadian actress who's done a lot of TV movies, uh, such as Cheerleader, Abduction, and I Am Somebody's Child. Also starring Deo Ade, who plays David, the dad. Uh, he played Justin in Lost. Totally remember his character. He was also in a- Animal Kingdom, the show. I thought that's where he looked familiar mm-hmm. from. Okay. Right. Um, he was also in October Fraction, and then he's he's done a ton of TV shows. Okay. Couldn't find a budget on this movie, but this is a, a sci-fi movie, and it's actually airing on sci-fi. It started last weekend, and it's airing all m- month long on sci-fi. On the sci-fi oh, channel. okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. So... Yeah. Uh, we don't even have cable, so we just don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I saw it somewhere and I was like, oh, cool. Okay, I could tell people who watched it on sci-fi. Right. Um, and Alex, what did you think of Toys of Terror? Well, I went into this with super low expectations. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, oh, let's, let's just grab this one and watch this. You know, like I'd seen the trailer before and I, and I remember it was memorable because they were using stop motion animation. Mm-hmm. Although it was like stop animation 3D mm-hmm. graphics uh, on top of film, which I thought, oh, OK, well, this is different it's kind of like you know the stop motion you would see in rudolph the red-nosed reindeer which it really was some of these toys mimic things like that Mm -hmm. like we had the elf that seemed to be from one of the rudolph the red-nosed reindeer uh one of the characters in there when i wasn't sure which one i think it was Mm -hmm. like the it was like a combination Mm -hmm. they had like a glowworm bee which was Mostly just a bee with a worm body, and like it looked like a glow worm. Glow worm. Yeah, it like, like they were from all, the eighties. They were all supposed to mimic certain different toys that maybe we had as kids because they were they were like it was around our age that this mm-hmm. that this event happens. But I went in thinking, oh, well, that's kind of unique. To okay, this is kind of cool actually. Like mm-hmm. the acting in this movie was actually pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was more along the lines of like I would say. Good TV acting, if you will. You mm-hmm. know, not mainstream, mainstream, but good. Uh-huh. Um, you know, no clap track in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like that. But yeah, like, I thought the acting was pretty decent. I liked that it was like this mixed family of, like, problems. Like, I thought that added to the elements of it because this family who's been remarried is carrying some of their new children with an old child that adds some sort of dynamic to it, which is kind of tropey, but, uh-huh. but it usually does add to it. Right. Uh, they have a nanny, which is really different. It seems very old and out of date. <laughs> but do people do still do nannies now? Yes. Or, okay. Well, we're, we're just not in that class, I guess. We're not in that class. <laughs> well, it's it's because it's two really successful working parents. That's I mean, that's, that's fair. Yeah. They, they do flipping of houses and they bought this old rundown um, children's hospital, so to speak, that used to house children. And some really bad event happened there, but they don't tell you what it is until later on in the movie. Mm-hmm. And kids died. Essentially, you find out. 
I don't think that's spoiling anything. I don't think because so Because they either. show it in the trailer. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> Essentially Fuck. what happens is someone, some kid died and as a result of it, somebody dragged a case of toys to the front doorstep of this children's hospital. To curse them. To curse them and you don't know what's in there, but when it opens up and you see all the toys that come to life... It's kind of magical <laughs> and dark and fucked up. Uh-huh. Because like the dichotomy between how these things are not in in the least scary. Mm-hmm. Like these are not scary toys. These are not puppet master fucking knives right. on their hands. They're cute. They're cute cuddly. like things that you'd want to buy for your children. Right. Coming to life and killing people. Some of them talk. Some of them don't. They have like a, what do you call that? The the cow goes, moo, when you pull the string mm-hmm. and the little arrow goes around. Mm-hmm. And that thing talks by spinning itself and saying kill and die and shit like that. <laughs> kill your parents. <laughs> I was actually kind of impressed with this movie. Did it go as far as I really wanted it to? No. No. But this is a far better film than it should have been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think what helped it personally is that the acting from some of the characters mm-hmm. was decent. Mm-hmm. Like it was above, well above average. It felt believable. I thought the father was really good. I thought the, the mom was really good. I thought everybody was pretty decent in the movie. And they did something in this movie that I fucking absolutely love. There was a trope that's been done to death about the fucking ex like family daughter who's dealing with the the new family and being a stubborn brat about it mm-hmm. and they just fucking stump and kick that out of the fucking window <laughs> like instantly and mm-hmm. i was like yes <laughs> but this does have some gore in it and it does have some comedy in it i think the toys could have been more present I think that they could have been let the cat out of the bag, so to speak, a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. When when they do let the cat out of the bag and everybody in the house knows, it's pretty awesome. Like, mm-hmm. And it's pretty great. Does it go, again, as far as I wanted it to? No. I wanted to see more mayhem. I wanted to see more about these toys mm-hmm. and how they were doing things and how sick and maniacal they were. And like, why they were like, you know, just doing fucked up, saying fucked up things. And I thought it was great. I loved it. Right. And there was a couple of parts where I was just laughing out loud because just how warm they were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, like these happy, it's like Care Bears coming to kill you. It doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense because they're Care Bears and they fucking are nice and they would never try to kill you. Right. But the fact that these really adorable things are trying to kill you is really kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But. It's not an amazing movie. It's just a fun movie to watch. If you come from, you know, maybe something like Puppet Master, it's way better acting than stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's more mainstream approach, but with a edgier concept. And I think it's definitely watchable. I was sitting on like a seven for a long time because I was waiting for the end to climax. Mm-hmm. And there is some cool stuff, but I think it's more heartfelt. I think this is a movie that you could probably watch with, like, let's say your 13-year-old. Oh, totally. You know, like, there is some cussing and gore in it, but most kids are desensitized to that shit anyway. Right. They see that shit on TV, and they don't even think anything of it. They're like, oh, that's silly. Right. But I think, you know, preteen, like, early teens, uh, kids could love this and and really enjoy it more than we would, probably. Probably. Um, But I think it's a fun movie if you like little, little creatures coming 
coming out to get you. I'd say probably 6.5, mm-hmm. maybe a 7. Mm-hmm. It, it impressed me. So I was hard not to give it a 7, you know. But mm-hmm. in the end, I just wanted more. And, right. And I know that's kind of like my own thing, but that's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. That's what I felt. It like needed more violence and mayhem. <laughs> You say that about every movie. <laughs> of course, because that's what I like to see. Was it made for me? No. So therefore, I didn't like it as much as I could have. Mm-hmm. So start making movies for me and I'll start scoring them good. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just my particular taste. That's it. What about you? Oh, my God. I really enjoyed this movie, too. Surprisingly, yeah. I was iffy on the trailer, especially with the stop motion animation. It was just kind of like... Oh, but yeah. it worked. It worked really well. It really well. worked. It's you can so see weird. the flaws in it a little bit. It really worked. I couldn't believe it. Um, and the acting was really good. It went along with it. Uh, I love the the house. Um, okay. The where they filmed it. I don't know if that house is real or whatever, but the whole stage presence of it was was awesome. It was creepy, mm-hmm. even though it was a little bit too. The house is a little bit too clean for being abandoned for so long. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how you could just move into an abandoned house. I mean, wouldn't you think you'd want to like not sleep on the bed? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean. That's it's what all I was dusty. thinking the whole, the whole time. It was a little slow go in the beginning in the beginning it it took a while to get there like you said but i think it was more of the story plot i i did like how they introduced the toys they they introduced them to the children first and they lured the children first right and then when the adults caught on like everything went batshit crazy right i love that bee that glowworm bee especially when it started killing people oh my god it was so funny then they even had like the elephant i think there was like an elephant toy that was from the the lost toys on rudolph the red-nosed reindeer oh i don't know the island of lost toys there was an elephant Mm -hmm. and then there was like the he-man uh riding a dragon kind of he was like alex smash or something like that Mm -hmm. which was really funny Mm-hmm. But it, it did have the typical tr- tropes with the teenager and the family, the mm-hmm. mixed family. But I mean, it, it worked. It worked, though. Yeah, Usually but they, they that can't... would annoy me to death. Like it, it, But for some reason with just this, it worked. They kicked it out uh, the window, though, after. Yeah, they That did. was the thing that I liked a lot. Yeah, but some people who died didn't really like that was kind of annoying if you really think about it. But they did kind of take nods from Krampus. There was a particular scene which I was just like, oh. In a way, it's kind of like a budget. Budget. It's kind yeah, of like a budget Krampus. They could have done it differently, though. They could have done that differently. Right. But I still liked it. I still liked that scene. I thought it was cute. Yeah. Um, but overall, if this is on, I would watch it again. I gave it a six out of ten. Okay, so we're about good. the same. I said mm-hmm. six point five, so mm-hmm. you know, almost a seven. Like I want to give it a seven, but it just if it would have had a little bit extra, a little bit more toppings, right? I would have been like, ah, oh, this is. I watch this again a lot. You know what I mean? It just it just missed it by a little. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, it's still actually a surprising watch. So if you have sci-fi and you see it up, you should give it a whirl. Right. It's not. It's nothing you're going to watch every single year. Mm-mm. But I think you'll be surprised by it pleasantly. And it has like a good nature to it, even though it has like a kind of a wicked fucked up nature to it as well. Right. So it's just it's it was just it was done well, but not enough for like ardent horror fans i think exactly it's more of a mainstream kind of Mm -hmm. uh kids approach but with like elements of like the horror horror extra horror fan Mm -hmm. thing in there that we like right i really i gotta compliment them on doing the whole you know 
the toys normal. Right. Like, instead of going crazy, like, they had this blue monkey, they called Uncle Monkey in it, mm-hmm. um, that was probably the scariest thing out of all of them, but mm-hmm. even even he, just, it was all lighthearted. Right. Like, even how they were trying to manipulate the kids and stuff was really kind of, yeah. it was sweet, even though it was dark, because you knew where they were headed. Right. Oh, and another thing I want to mention is, is that the whoever did the art design on this, like, right. the, the art direction... Fucking kudos. Whoever yeah, did the phenomenal. props and everything, they made a fucking video game console on there that looked dope. I wish I could have that. Right. Uh, the, 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 the toys were really well done. The set was really well done. Like, everything looked really great. Mm-hmm. So, kudos to everybody who worked on that because, mm-hmm. man, I was really impressed with the detail and the care they took in all of the props. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I was saying. Yeah, it is. That is some commendable work. Like, mm-hmm. uh, just the video game console alone. Yeah. Like, that's, you know, that's they use work. it in the movie, mm-hmm. but not very much at all mm-hmm. compared to the toys. Well, it was and just they a, did so much care on that console. Yeah. It was a side element, which worked out really well. Yeah. It looked good. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, we got some, uh, we don't really have any trivia to talk about this, but we are going to talk about some of the spoilers in this movie. And if you don't want anything spoiled for you, then you can go ahead and go down to our timestamps down below, which will lead you to the next movie that we're going to review spoiler free, which is The Nights Before Christmas that just came out. And check that out there. But if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. All right, so what do you want to kick it off with first, Christina? What well, do you want to talk about? You can talk about anything. It doesn't have to be a oh, scene. We could okay. say anything. Well, like we- I said, it, it was a little slow go. It didn't really pick up for me until like the middle, but pretty much they arrive at the house and they, you know, they're introducing the characters with the kids and the nanny. Right. Right. And then they, they go and the contractors there too. Because he's supposed to be fixing up the place. Mm-hmm. And they go in and then little by little stuff starts happening. Like a monk, the monk, the parents are in like the downstairs and a monkey just flies from over the top. And they think it's the kids like throwing the monkey, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. From the stairs or whatever. I do remember that. Right. Is there anything in particular that you couldn't say in the spoiler section and the non-spoiler section? Well, what, one of the <laughs> I really enjoyed when they were sitting down for dinner and the the kid was had the raptor helmet on oh, while yeah, he yeah, was yeah. E- eating, and then all of a sudden he started saying like dark shit, like what? we're gonna we're gonna get you, we're gonna kill you, everyone, we're gonna get you all. <laughs> and then the the fucking nanny like. Or no, the mom lifts up his thing and puts a biscuit in his mouth or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And he just stops. Right. And it's like they use that in the trailer, which is really smart. Uh-huh. Because it makes it look different than it really is. Right. And that helmet, even though there would never be a toy that's 20, 30 years old that would have batteries that would still work, you know? <laughs> yeah, you think about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, well, maybe it just had one of those air filter things in it. Maybe it wasn't a battery. I don't know, but it was cool. Yeah, I thought it was, it was cool. a neat idea. Yeah, it was. That's a that's a cheap idea to make a really kind of unique toy. Mm-hmm. And then they just add the sound effects in while he's in the helmet. And they mm-hmm. don't, they don't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's just cool. Like I doubt that they were actually had that live. Right. Um. Yeah. I just uh, there was some gore in it though. I mean, we like they, when the guy dies that you were like, no, no. Yeah, I was kind of pissed they they killed that contractor. Yeah, the like guy that works for them for their flipping of the houses. Yeah, who wasn't even with his family on Christmas, so really got to kill him like while he's away from his family on Christmas. I mean, well, on. they didn't kill him. I mean, well, you, well, the toys I meant, did. I meant the the 
the script people, the people who wrote the script. Yeah, makes it kind of realistic. You should have killed the... Oh, well, the nanny. I'm like, you should have killed the nanny. Oh, wait. <laughs> you did kill the nanny. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I thought the, the teenager is having a rough go of it. The part where she's like giving everybody shit because she's from the father's old marriage and her mom is in Bora Bora at the beach and didn't invite her and she really wants to go there. But the nanny does something to set that shit straight. She tells her that she's acting like a trope in a movie, pretty much. Uh-huh. She's like, look, I know you fucking, you know, blah, 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 blah. She's like, you need to cut that shit out. All right. Seriously. Like, it's not it's old. Uh-huh. And immediately she was like, OK. And I was like, yes. Yep. And then it wasn't mentioned again. It was never mentioned again. They didn't play off of it. And I was like, thank you, filmmakers. <laughs> you are amazing. Like, <laughs> They actually thought about it. It was almost like they set that up in there to go, ah, we're just fucking with you. We're not going to put that in there. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's just because you know that that's always going to be playing on. Oh, was it her? Is she acting out against the family and causing all these problems? Right. And it's like, oh, oh God. God. Not this shit. It's her multiple personality. Yeah, she's going to murder a family member because she's so mad. Oh, maybe it's her evil twin yeah. that we didn't know about. <laughs> the one thing I will say is that the ghosts in this were kind of weird and too normal. Well, I mean, they weren't. the ghosts weren't really predominant in the movie. Yeah, but they could have shadowed them up a little bit more so that you don't see them as well. Like, just they were just like standing there like, hey, what's up? Uh, that's Chuck. That's Larry. You know, like, like just, I mean, it just could have been a little more. Well, they're kid ghosts. I mean, they're not like demons. It doesn't matter. You You could play with it because we didn't know if they were good or bad until the end of the movie. Then we realized why the toys were acting up. Well, yeah. I'm just saying, like, it just looked to me like they could have added something to it, some shadow, some different lighting to it. Well, that's just because we like paranormal shit. And we expect our paranormal to shit. I want to see way. murder kids, dude. I don't want to <laughs> murder ghosts. But those those kids were murdered. That's the difference. <laughs> well, then they should be shadowed like they've been murdered. <laughs> oh, so you want to put bruises all over the ghost face children? <laughs> Fuck. I mean, if you want to go there, let's see it. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, they did have, like, the white paint on and everything like that to make them look dead. Right. I just feel like they could have been, you know, lit differently. Mm-hmm. Like behind them. Well, I guess that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? There's techniques that you can do mm-hmm. to make them seem a little more ominous. Because, mm-hmm. like, my big thing with like Conjuring Two was like, or was it Insidious Two? Insidious Two was it Insidious? The one where they dream walk. Yeah, that's Insidious. So in Insidious Two, the the ghosts were in the dark, right? But they weren't like it was just like I don't know how to explain it. It was just they, like they were there. They were in the corner of your eye. Yeah, like, there's ways that you can do it. I just felt like... Mm-hmm. And they did it okay in this. I'm just being picky. Something I really liked that I, I really... We needed to really go over was all the attic scenes. What do you mean? And how they did that. Well, one, how they lured the kids up to the attic. I thought that oh. was really... You know what I mean? Go out the window! <laughs> go out the window! Yeah! Go out the window! <laughs> And then how they lured the contractor went to board up and then he gets lured up into the attic, right? Yeah, the little bee. And, yeah. And then, um, and then he ends up through, the, well, oh no, he didn't go out the window. He, he fell through in, the floor. Yeah. And then he got pierced. And then I was board. like, oh shit, he's dead. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. They did it. They, they 
packed him up and the dad was going to take him to the hospital. I really liked how they did that. Not just that. they <laughs> The guy gets pierced through the back and then the family runs up and is like, oh my God, what the fuck? And they try to help him and, and then he falls through the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> while they're trying to help him and he still lives right and then he goes out they take him out into the vehicle in the middle of this storm and he's out there in the back laying on his back after they saw the piece that's what happened yeah when he tried they, to saw the piece off he fell, fell through the floor mm-hmm. just on his own weight right which had to hurt oh yeah totally you know like, like you i would have been knocked think, out just from the pain right yeah, there you wouldn't have thought that someone would survive all this no but no they load him up and there there's of course there's a blizzard going on you know all i can say is that the writer clearly hated people who worked on homes <laughs> maybe they had a father or something that skipped christmas one year to help work on a house for this family out in the middle and this is his fantasy he's yeah. like i'm gonna fucking kill you fuck you dad with some demon toys and shit <laughs> so they torture the guy all the way <laughs> But you know what my favorite is a continuation off of that is that when they're in the car, when they're in the truck and the dad's driving the hurt employee, the guy that they're working on the house with, and he's in the back seat and he's driving and he sees the bee and he's like, what the fuck? And he throws it on the floor and then they go to another scene where it's at the house again and then they come back later and the bee... Buzzing around. You see the bee like look around the corner of the seat. And then hop and fly over to his chest, like all happy, like, hey, I'm here to kill you. Yeah. And then it smothers him to death. <laughs> the guy in the back seat. Yeah. It does it. It's buzzing. Yeah. And he's like, and, and then, then the and dad's then it like, pops hey, up in front of him. Remember? Right. It pops up in front of the dad and the steering wheel. Right. And, and he's like, hey. <laughs> It was great. That was a really funny scene. That really was. It was great. Scenes, whatever you want to call it. There was that one scene also where the nanny finds out about the toys, too, and she's just keeping quiet about the whole thing because she doesn't want them to think she's crazy. Right. But her, the nanny, and the fucking kid, the teenager, the angsty kid, work together. Mm-hmm. But she, it's like right before that, she gets attacked by the the, the dragon and who is the, the He-Man toy Mm-hmm. Like his steed or whatever that he rides on this dragon. What is he? They call him Smashing Adam or something. Or yeah, something. I don't remember. I didn't write it down. Alex Adam Smasher or some shit. I don't know what mm-hmm. the fuck it was. Uh, he was kind of silly. He had like a mohawk and shit. But she confesses to the teenager that she's not all right after telling everyone else a bl- bird scared her in the house. Right. And I'm like, what? What else was she supposed to say? It's like every time you hear a noise, you're like, oh, my God, it's a ghost. And I'm like, no, it's the AC, Alex. What's well, kind of <laughs> funny, you know, like, you know, like usually it's the kid that nobody believes. Mm-hmm. So she's like going to the kid to confide in her because she knows she's the only one that will believe her. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, too. So when that contractor uh, fell on the, the thing, that's when the teenager was playing the video game. And she was oh, actually yeah. luring from the video game him into the, the flooring. Yeah, the teenager's playing the console with him on it, like like literally. Yeah, but she didn't make the connection. And she's like walking on ice in the game while he's walking on the, 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 the floorboards that are falling apart mm-hmm. on the third story. Mm-hmm. And it even shows him being stuck with an ice. And she doesn't even know all this is happening because she's got her headphones on or mm-hmm. something, she right? She has her beats on or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's kind of a nice little little scene right there. A lot of genuine performances, you know, mm-hmm. like... Like he even had like tears rolling down his face and shit. You know what I mean? Which right. I don't know. It's just like a nice touch. 
They, there was a scene where the toys wake up the kids in the house. And this is already after the kids have been reprimanded for hanging out in the attic and, you know, all this other shit, you know. And the toys wake up and the kids start opening up all their toys. This is Christmas Eve, by the way. Mm-hmm. And the parents are like, well, they're, oh, they're having so much fun. And there's a dead guy, our dead worker, who's like on the way to the hospital right now. And they're like, they don't realize that they're downstairs, like tearing up the presents. They're like beating them. And isn't like they were opening them and like, oh, yay, fun. No, they, they had them like destroying the gifts. The, the toys were like encouraging them to destroy the, the gifts and, and like burning the toys and being like, oopsie. Destroy, destroy <laughs> the Adam guy or whatever. Uh-huh. And then the elf is like, yeah, kids, smash the shit out of it. <laughs> and then the mom comes down and she's like, why? And they blame the toys and mom's like, go upstairs. <laughs> and she picks up the, the uncle monkey and she's like, well, let's see how this works and throws him in the fire. And then he screeches and starts running over the toys and setting the house on fire. Uh-huh. And that's when the nanny comes down and puts out all the fucking fires with her. Right. Uh huh. And it was just cool. Like, that mm-hmm. whole scene was really cool. And then the Christmas tree started attacking the mom. That was fucking dope, It was. Too. It was really cool. That's But the, the elf led the kids up to the third floor while they're being attacked on the bottom floor mm-hmm. by the Christmas tree. Why don't you go ahead? Right, because the angel on the Christmas tree came alive and the lights started coming alive and they started, like, wrapping up the mom. And well, then no, no, the- no. It was the garland on the tree that was wrapping up the mom. Oh, sorry. I'm just being more specific. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Lights and garland, they're the same, aren't they? All right. So the that cute little angel turned into a demon angel and it started screeching screeching and stuff at the mom. Yeah. It's, I like how they showed the the garland go around her arms and like mm-hmm. pull away, like pull her in. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, <laughs> it's screeching. And like, that's when the daughter comes in with an axe and starts hatch, like just killing the tree uh-huh. and you can hear it screeching like it's in pain <laughs> uh-huh. and she smashes the shit out of the fucking angel it was fun that was fun dude mm-hmm. and then that what she said was what would what really cracked me up one of the best scenes is after she chops up the the christmas angel on the top of the tree she's like fuck christmas <laughs> i was like oh man that's so great like it's so stupid but right. it's, it was just a really good moment yeah it was it was fun it was a little bit of a weird ending uh it was cool like watching the toys tell the kids to jump out the window yeah that was fun which took them way too long mm-hmm. they, they they were like moving towards the window for like 20 30 minutes <laughs> That's what it felt like, anyway. I thought it was weird that so the dad escaped the car crash and then walked back home in the blizzard right. and made it. Yeah. That was weird. They have the, the part where the mom almost falls through the floor and then the kids are on one side and the mom's on the other. Mm-hmm. And then, like... And then didn't the ghost kids pop up and they were like, help us, or some I shit. I think the daughter was, like, downstairs and grabs the chest and starts chucking the toys in or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they like the nanny tries to oh. climb up the scaffolding outside. That's right. Because the window's been taken out because one of the toys told them to throw shit out the window at the window <laughs> earlier in the movie, which is 
that's that's something we forgot to mention. When they first get introduced to the toys, they drag mm-hmm. the chest up the stairs to the third floor where they're not supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And they tell you right in the beginning of the movie, kids, do not go up there. It's not safe. You'll die. Mm-hmm. And they go up there anyway as a as a treat. The, the toys promised the kids that they'll reveal themselves for them. And that's when they came alive in this, all the stop animation. Dude, they did a fucking song for the toys like mm-hmm. they made a song and it's like hey guys we're the toys we're the toys <laughs> and they're all singing and dancing and he's like yeah motherfucker like, <laughs> and saying shit like that uh-huh. <laughs> i don't know it's just i don't know that that just tickles me a little bit <laughs> but you know the ma- the nanny does try to save the kids by the end and she falls out the window trying to protect them and she, and she dies. just dies which yeah. makes no sense how did the contractor go through all this terrible stuff and then she just falls over and dies well but she had to be there for the ghost kids it was this kind of sentimental moment too because like afterwards you know when the family's like fuck this shit they burn the fucking they burn the fucking toy box <laughs> And like, I think, what was it? The monkey got out? Was it the monkey or one of the toys? Yeah, one of the toys got out. I can't remember what it was, but they go inside and she's sitting with all the dead kids. Nanny is. And she had tried to have a child before and lost it. And so she was finally able to be like a mom to all these like orphaned kids, mm-hmm. which was like perfect for her because she right. was, she's like the greatest nanny. Right. So it was kind of like sweet little. Mm-hmm. You know, thing at the end there. But did they have, like, a stinger at the end? They did. There was little footprints in the snow, which I think was the monkey who escaped. Yeah. Because, yeah, they show it. So maybe there'll be a sequel. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. If they do a sequel, I hope they, they keep the same art department. Yeah. And, like, the people who created it, because they did such an it amazing such job. A good job. They even did that, like, telephone thing. Do you remember when you were a kid and you had those telephones that you could dial on and they were, like, wood and they had wheels on them? Oh, yeah, yeah, They did that buggy to look to like look that. To look like the telephone. Yeah, yeah. it's like... The Fisher-Price. Like, they really Fisher knew Price. the toys from back then and tried mm-hmm. to make their own versions of them so that they could be, you know, familiar mm-hmm. And it's like, I really applaud that. Like, that yeah, is was, so cool. Yeah, it was cool. So everything felt familiar. So that's what it was even more kind of creepy in a way, mm-hmm. is that they was familiar. It was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, I would, I was like kind of hoping they had that like robotic arm. Do you, did you ever have one of those? It no. had like a claw on it. It was like this big. Oh, and it had a little, a little gripper thing and you, you. you- no, this Close was like the, oh. joysticks. You had two little joysticks and one turned it, spun it, one way turned it the other way, one closed the clamp and you could you could pick things up with it. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I just thought that would have been fun <laughs> if they added one of those. I wonder if that was like part of their discussion of toys. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So we do have another movie that we're going to be talking about, the long-awaited sequel to Once Upon a Time at Christmas, which the sequel is now called, and you don't need to watch the first one just as a heads up, but we did, and I encourage everybody else to check it out too. The first one's up on Hulu, Once Upon a Time at Christmas, and this one, The Nights Before Christmas, just came out on rent for like five bucks. Um, You can rent it now. So, Christina did the work on this. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what it's all about? A murderous Santa and Mrs. Claus play a cat and mouse game with the FBI. Taglines. He's making a list. Don't be on it. (laughs) (laughs) Written and directed by Paul Tanter. Mm -hmm. He did Once Upon a Time at Christmas. Uh, Dystopia. 
uh, Dystopia, the TV show, uh, Age of the Living Dead, which is on Amazon. The TV show, that's on mm-hmm. Amazon. Also, he's doing the United States of Horror series, which is coming out in 2021. He's an executive producer on those. Oh, nice. And then also coming in 2021 is One Christmas Night in a Toy Store. Yeah, which, how did you find that? It's on IMDb. I can't find it on mine. I don't have my phone on me. I looked. I'll show you later. Today. I was like, where did, did you, you see did this? Did you go on his profile? Yes. And did you see the one that said post-production? No. Well, I saw it on his and I saw it on Simon Phillips. That's weird. Maybe it's because I'm logged in and you're not. Yeah, because sometimes I see those. I'm logged in. No, sometimes I see those, but you're logged into your... I was on the computer. That, that might be why. So you might want to check the computer. Yeah, that might be why. Okay. Oh, yeah, because they don't list on the app that it's not in... Post-production stuff isn't on the app. Yeah, I couldn't remember if it was on the phone you got to see more than you do, but if you're on the desktop, you get to see more. To clarify, just for you guys, the sequel to this movie. Right. will so be the coming trilogy. Out, right. Which I, I'm excited for. I anyway, am too. All right. Written and also starring Simon Phillips. He's in Age of the Living Dead, The Rise and Fall of a White Collar Hooligan. I think he's a good actor. Oh, I do too. He was uh. also in Strippers vs. Werewolves <laughs> and Ghosted from 2011. Oh. Also starring Sela de Gode, who plays Mrs. Claus. She was in Lucky Day from 2019. Um, some shorts and a movie coming out called Bloody Romeo and a, another movie coming out called Silent Birds Fly. Also starring Kate Schroeder. She plays Agent Natalie Parker. Uh, she is in the Web of Lies TV series documentary. Web of Lies, a TV series documentary and some shorts. Also starring Keegan Chambers, who plays Courtney. Who is a character that's from the first movie. The character's from the first movie, but not the actress. But replaced Different with actress. Keegan Chambers. Yeah. Right. Uh, she was in Age of the Living Dead, The Final Ride from 2019, and Art of Obsession from 2017. And then starring Samantha D. Benedict, who plays Marie or Jennifer. Well, I think she had her name changed because of the it, Witness Protection Program right, or whatever. Right. Um, she's known. She was the daughter of, of Santa in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's known for a storybook Christmas from 2019. Funny. And she was also in Butchers from 2020. The estimated budget on this movie is $1.5 million. Mm, so they had a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Which is also uh, a part of Lionsgate, by the way. Oh, nice. So it's a subsidiary of Lionsgate or something like that. They did this. Uh, so and what did it, you think of this movie? Me? This is your first time. I want to hear your okay. initial thoughts of the first movie. And then just, you know, briefly about the first movie and then what you think of this one. So the first movie was okay. It was all right. Started off good. Kind of was all over the place, I thought. Why? It didn't go where I wanted it to go because it wasn't as gory as I wanted it to be. It wasn't batshit crazy. It was more focused on like the police true crime aspect of it. But this movie... It, it picks up a little bit better. For both these movies, they, they do like a, a twist thing with Christmas. Like they're committing this crimes in like a Christmas theme. And I really like these characters. I like the killer, you know, Santa and Mrs. Claus element. Yes, it's like Harley Quinn and Joker, but I like that. Like I like that. And they do a really good job 
the actors did a really good job doing it. Um, it was shot really well. Both these movies were shot really well. Mm. Soundtrack is great. Mm-hmm. I, I really appreciated the twists in this one because it kind of threw me off a little bit. I wasn't expecting some of the twists for mm. some reason. I don't know why. But yeah, I appreciated those twists and the gore was really, really good in this one. This The gore was better in this one than it was in the first one. Right. But I mean, it was still like lacking or missing something, but I can't pinpoint like what else i needed some of the scenes were long as in like they were drawn out it's like every time there's a gun on somebody or if there's a gun on santa there's like this five minute dialogue you know what i mean it's a little tropey there yeah oh come on man like just shoot him jesus fucking christ like come on yeah that i know which one in particular you're talking about well it happened a couple times but there was one where it was like jesus fuck you could have killed him already but that kind of reminds me of like a, a tarantino movie but that's why I don't like Tarantino movies. They're too, like... Wordy. Wordy. I don't know. I, I think I just wanted more batshit craziness from the characters, from the two main characters. But overall, I gave it a 6 out of 10. I enjoyed this. I'd probably watch this movie again rather than the first one. Yeah. And like you said, you don't have to watch these, but... Well, I, they said that, not me. I'm saying they, they built it so that if you didn't see the first one, you'd be I, okay. I yeah. think, I think too. I think that, too. And uh, I, I'm excited for the sequel. I'll watch the sequel for sure. Six yeah. I'm excited uh, to, to get to be able to talk about this because a little background on this, if you guys didn't listen to the last episode or know anything about it, Brittany and I did Once Upon a Time at Christmas many years ago. And when we did the review, we had no idea that the, the people who made the movie were going to be writing us and telling us, you know, what they thought of our commentary. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But we, you know, I always think about that because like, you know, I always think like I would never say anything that I wouldn't say to someone, you know, I might not be make jokes about it as much, but that's, you know, I got to be somewhat entertaining. Right. Right. Uh, but I wasn't mean or anything. I went back and listened to the episode and everything like that. And I remember how awesome Paul, the director, was towards us and how he was like, oh, it was genuinely entertaining to listen to you guys talk. And it was just really nice. Something he didn't even need to do. And he did. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, like, you know, we, we had some issues with the first movie. We had we had a lot of issues because the trailer made it look like it was going to be this mayhem movie. Mm-hmm. And even this one, the trailer for this one is even better, I think, than, mm-hmm. than the first movie's trailer. This one's like ready to go. Um, so I, the anticipation to see this movie, you know, they were like, they were very kind and they were like, you know, you said a lot of things that made sense. And it's, I'm not saying this to jerk myself off. This is nothing to do with it. I'm just giving you some context. Um, but they were like, yeah, we took in some of the things that you said and considered it. And I think they really did. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know that it's necessarily because of me, but maybe it was just something that they got from a lot of different people mm-hmm. or just something from watching the movie back that they saw for themselves. But a lot of the issues that I had with the first movie movie have now been corrected in this movie mm-hmm. a lot of them they still have the whole you know police angle the fbi angle which is fine i thought that was great the performances from simon and Sela as mr and mrs claus 
are just as good as the first one, if not better. Right. I think they're better in this one. I feel like you get more time with them. And that is something that I really wanted from the first. Mm -hmm. Is that, yeah, maybe we don't need to see everything about them, but I wanted to see how all of this began. Like, why it began. Like, why these characters are going crazy and where did they come from? How did they end up together? Right. Why did they spend three years waiting to strike on the first movie uh, for Christmas? And why Mm -hmm. are they back this this time and they really fill in the gaps there Mm -hmm. they do push the pedal on the tropes and i think that might be intentional now after watching the second one again like you mentioned the gun trope oh yeah that's a very huge trope and i'm sure that they may in some very dry way be making fun of that oh okay uh after doing a little research on the movie and and you know hearing about how simon and Paul and everybody wrote this script and how they came up with the idea and stuff, which I'll get into later. It kind of makes sense. They wanted to play it straight. But this one seems a little bit more silly, I think, than the first one. And I think that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. And from what I see from Simon and Paul, they're both really nice, you know, people. Mm -hmm. And they're they're you know, they have a sense of humor. And I feel like they need to put on that in the third one. Uh-huh. I need to they, they, they lean on the funny side of themselves just a little bit. This one is taken seriously, but the jokes in it are far, 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 far better. And this gore in this film is so much better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this actually, there's a kills with the implements of Christmas, which is, you know, paraphernalia of Christmas, whatever you want to call it. And that is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Simon's performance is just just thoroughly Amazing. enjoyable. Right. He is a fucking Santa with golden grill, <laughs> <laughs> a white fucking milky ass eye and an axe in the other hand. And he's like, it's just so great. Mm-hmm. It's it's enjoyable to see those two. And I think in the third film in a toy, whatever that they're doing, mm-hmm. uh, which sounds bananas. Uh, and even Simon said, he's like, oh, man, if you like these, you're going to love the next oh, one. I hope so. I hope that this third one. It's kind of rare, right? You go from the first movie, which eh, it's not, it's a little better than average to this one, which is way better than average to the next one. Like fucking take that bandaid off and just run with it. You Mm -hmm. know, that's the way I see it. Like go out there and fucking make a silent night remake or, you know, Jack Frost style (laughs) fucking go bananas Uh and still try to keep that dry humor in there, but go a little bit more batshit. Mm-hmm. And I think you might, the third movie might pop off. But for the second one, I think this was an, a, a, a good evolutionary step in fully realizing this whole thing. Mm-hmm. They did have some of the characters from the old movie played by different people, which made that very ultra confusing. At first. It was for people who've seen the first movie. For those that haven't, you're fine just watching this one. You mm-hmm. won't know the better. But it is probably going to be a little confusing as to who these these girls are. But just hang in there. <laughs> yeah, it'll make sense. Yeah. He kind of explains himself and covers the gaps a little bit by the end. But thank you, Jesus. Thank you guys for not writing in that bit that you had in the first movie. My God, the part where, oh, I'm crazy, so you can be crazy too. Oh, yeah. Are they okay. kind of do that here, but they don't lay on the, they don't lay on the gas with it <laughs> which is ultra cheesy and the gore and the funny parts that were in this movie I, I think it was like halfway through the movie where it really took off took off yeah, yeah. 
And that's when I was like, okay. I was like, I'm in now. I'm in. I'm fucking in now. I was like, now I am excited. I am happy. I was like, this is really enjoyable. So Mm -hmm. I would give this movie a 6.5. I think it's solid. Like, I think it's a really good one. And it may even be a seven, like in some regards Mm -hmm. for holiday fun, like holiday horror. It's not going to be silent night, deadly night. Okay. But what it is, is going to give you a little mixing up the genre a little bit with a slasher element and and sort of a tongue-in-cheek kind of jokes mm-hmm. um but but with a dry sense of humor right and if you can get into that kind of thing with a bit of that FBI thrown in there just for fun which to be honest I felt like they lacked on the FBI this time surprisingly compared to the first one where it was all cops and FBI mm-hmm. uh, but again they did say they wanted to lay on the tropes a little bit to kind of make fun of them, maybe. So maybe that's why they're in there. Right. So hmm. I don't know. Good job, guys. I really I thought you guys did a great job. Um, I, I I definitely think this is a step up and I would actually want to pick this one up over the other one now. You know, mm-hmm. like where I saw potential in the first one, I now know the potential in this one. And I'm hoping by the third one, it's going to be like, oh, this is a classic. Uh-huh. That's what I'm hoping. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and I think it was a smart move to not to make them different names and no. not make them like directly associated with one another. I think it, I think it's a smart move. And, and you're right about the shot, how it's shot. It's really, oh, it's well, really shot. well shot. They both were really well shot. I they're mean, well they know, lit. They're well shot. They're, it, this does not feel like they, a cheap movie. They obviously know how to make movies. Right. I mean, they're movie makers, obviously. Right. This is what they do for a living. Well, they, they shot, shot in Canada again, I'm sure, because you can always hear the accents. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Don't you the- know? Like, yeah. <laughs> A, A. <laughs> I think it was more. I don't know. It might have been more accent. present in the first one. What's my accent? Uh, I don't Does know. Does Arizonans have an accent? Phoenix, Phoenixians? What are we called? I don't know. Fe- I can't even understand what you're saying <laughs> right up. now. Speak English. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> wow, that sounds so real. <laughs> sounds really real, Christina. Genuine laughter. <laughs> See, it's, we're not just picking on anybody on in these movies at all. <laughs> I get picked on just as much. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I really enjoyed it. We do have some trivia that is going to be talked about on this movie. And then we're going to go over some of our scenes that we really liked and put a cap on this fucking episode. So if you don't want anything spoiled and you haven't seen this movie, you can rent it on VOD and like Amazon, YouTube, Microsoft, do it. iTunes, wherever you want to do it. Give it a chance. I think if you're looking for a moderately decent fucking, you know, holiday slasher. Something new. That mixes up the subgenre a little bit of slasher into sort of a crime thriller with like a little bit of like like a lot of heart and some fun. I think you should give it a shot. The first one I was a little struggled with, but still encourage people to check that one out. It's on Hulu if you want to check it out as well. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but some of the trivia we got, and this is your warning. So uh, some of this information, I want to give a shout out, by the way, because of this information goes to Film It VFX Studios. That's Film It VFX Studios, who is also a director. He did the movie Twinkle Twinkle, Mm. and he did an interview with Simon. Mm Mm-hmm. That I actually quite enjoyed. Uh, and I watched uh, them talk about the whole movie and stuff and like where he came up with the ideas and stuff like that. So shout out to them. If you haven't, give them a follow. Give them a go. Simon, who played Santa, said that they sort of came up with the idea with Paul 
and others because of his love of gremlins and how it was a horror movie, but in a like lighter sense. Mm-hmm. So they kind of wanted to do that off the first one, I think. Oh, okay. And that's, they wanted to make something that was more accessible, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe that's why it wasn't as gory. Oh, that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which I did not know. Um, he also likes the idea of subverting the genre a little bit into something else and mixing the genres, I would assume, by subverting it, doing it that way. Mm-hmm. And he likes the idea of it being serious, which is something that is kind of a part of the series now. Mm-hmm. You know, you can tell that it's played very straight. Right. Even though it's very silly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but he went on to further say that he didn't want to see his character even be a human being. So, like, mm-hmm. you would never see him drive. You would never see him eat. You would never see him pay a bill. Never see him <laughs> buy an axe. Go pee. Right. Like, he's just. Oh, this... wait. He did pee. <laughs> this movie, I forgot. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> now, I don't know if he peed, but he definitely cut off someone's dick. So he cut off somebody while they're peeing. Which I was like, all right, you guys really took it there, huh? Okay. That was further than I was Great. thinking. <laughs> anyway, but he said, yeah, he wanted it to be like this, these characters that didn't do regular behavior, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like, and they were talking about how Kane Hodder didn't want anybody to see him on set when he was dressed as Jason mm-hmm. until he was on set. Right. Because it just yeah. added to that. Shocking. Right. First, yeah. Sure. So um, Simon also went on to say that he didn't even want to make, do makeout scenes with the Mrs. Santa Uh because of that same ideology that he had in creating this character. That makes sense. So he works. I think that's why he was so involved in, in in not just, you know, writing the character, but also acting in the character because he really understood it. And I Mm -hmm. think, I think that works. Right. It's not some sort of jerk off fest for himself. Right. It just works. And that's what needs to be done. Right. Whatever's best for the character needs to be done. Right. And I think he gets it. So Mm -hmm. he is good at both. Right. Um, And he also said that, you know, he's like, they're not really in love, you know. Right. So they wouldn't really kiss anyway. Right. He's like, there's that part where she licks his face or whatever, but that's all in just fun, you know. And that's her character. Right. He's like, they're both just crazy. Right. He's like, they're not really in love. Right. They're just feeding some sort of weird, sick, fucked up, crazy desire. (laughs) That's pretty much it. Uh Uh-huh. The grill that he wears also in the movies, he said that we give him a lisp a lot mm-hmm. and that he found it really, really hard to be threatening <laughs> with them in. And he was supposed to practice with them in and he just didn't. <laughs> and they were like, you didn't practice with these, did you? And he's like, no, I didn't do it. <laughs> anyway, uh, Simon, there was a part in the movie where Simon yells at the therapist because they, you know, they do these cutback scenes to when they were in the hospital before he got his aisle burned up and he burned down the place. Uh-huh. I guess I got a little too close to the fire. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was pretty close. Yeah, that was, that was not pretty, bad. really close. Um, I might have added a little bit more of a southern accent to that. <laughs> you always do. Yeah, he said that the psychiatrist, when they're like sitting there talking, and she calls him Nicholas, that he when he screams at her, mm-hmm. he didn't tell her that he was going to do that. Uh huh. So he was like, "Don't call me fucking Nicholas. That's what me mom called me." <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh huh. So it really shocked her. Like to her response, there is is real. Is real because uh-huh. she's like, uh, "That's not in the script." Yeah. <laughs> but see, that's a sign of a good actress too. Right. When she doesn't break character 
while it's happening. Right. Because he would have lost that performance. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the first is always the best. Mm -hmm. Even when I do singing in my band. Right. Some of my first takes are sometimes the best. Right. Because they feel the most impassioned, you know. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I just thought that was a little neat little thing. That's pretty much all I have for the trivia. Mm -hmm. They do have a sequel coming out, as you said. What was it called? One Christmas Night in a Toy Store. Can't wait to see that, guys. Now we're going to get into some of our favorite uh, scenes that we're going to talk about. Anything that stuck its head out and kind of like made us laugh or roll our eyes or anything that just like is worth mentioning. So that for those of you who've watched the movie can maybe go, oh, yeah, I remember that. That's true. Or eh, I don't know if I agree with you, you pieces of shit. Are you listening to me? Yeah, whatever. Oh, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Where Christian. am I? Where's that eggnog? Were, were you, were you Can urinating I have some right more now? Eggnog, please. Were you urinating? No, I was. Thinking. Is that why you were looking like that? <laughs> I pee pee my pants. All right. Anyway, <laughs> Can I have some more eggnog, please. Uh, we're not drunk, I swear to God. <laughs> In fact, I'm gonna drink some of this coffee because I got a stream today. What did you think of them, how they got thrown back into the mix? Like, would, did you get confused at all at any point? The new characters, the new people, the new actors, actresses, I should mm-hmm. say, threw me off big yeah, time. Yeah, it did. It really did throw me off. Because it hasn't been that long. It's been a year. <laughs> right. You know, since we watched it, or two years, but still. Right. And no offense, but I don't know, it might have helped if... <laughs> Maybe they looked like them. I agree. Like, well, no, they, it's not even that they... I they, The hair color didn't even really... They didn't even need to do that. They What they needed to do is do flashback scenes of, of those people and their experiences, mm-hmm. not showing their face, but everything around them. I don't know. So that way we could understand who these characters were a little bit. But maybe they wanted to steer clear right. of it because they... They didn't want to make it seem like a sequel. This was like their Evil Dead 2. Yeah. You know what I mean? They were like, let's just redo it a little bit and like and it's fine like once we got down who was who we were fine because we we just had to figure it out i didn't think it was a huge deal i did like how they started off in the asylum it was four years prior with the characters so it's like oh that's where they came from right and then burning the orderlies and shit mm -hmm. the nurses (laughs) it's crazy guess i got a little too close to the fire that's too much and then yeah it is <laughs> and then they went into um what's her what was her name courtney and she was living in the city and the dad came and saw her at the diner right she was the redhead from the first movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think her hair was like pink in this movie which is fine which made deal. sense in a way because yeah. it's kind of like oh what, what? she's let it fade because she's afraid to show her <laughs> show herself in public now because of the murders <laughs> that she saw in the bathroom once upon a time at Christmas. <laughs> that's funny. I'm like, that's funny. So wh- what happened? So the dad came and was like telling her to come for Christmas and she was like, no. And she wrote her address down on a paper. She it was said, like, you come you to guys, me. You come see me. I can't go back there. All this shit. I don't happened. blame her. It's a year. Well, I wouldn't either. This... I, I don't even know how her parents are still living there. What the fuck? I wouldn't I would be able be to live like, there. Yeah. I'd be like out of there. Dude, he... It, Okay, spoiler alert. <laughs> if you haven't seen the first movie, you might not want to hear the next five seconds of what I got to say. Starting now. He does not die at the end. Oh, my God. So he I'm escapes. Oh so my it's God. like, why would you be sitting around in that neighborhood? I'd right. be moving to wherever. Saskatchewan? Or- yeah. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck it is. Ontario? <laughs> Maybe go out to wait, the wait, uh, West Coast. <laughs> go out to the West Coast, you know? <laughs> eh? <laughs> 
I can't. Vancouver? Maybe oh, go that's out, it. Get by the ocean? <laughs> uh, actually, there's different accents. My friends in Canada, that's how I know. <laughs> and I'm only making fun because I have friends there, those of you who are listening. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, but yeah. So, so then the dad leaves the diner, right? And he's taking this background home. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's Santa Claus. Yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? He's just standing in the road. He yeah. knew that that car specifically at that time was his. Right. I mean, it's it's a little. Uh, That's okay, right? Because he crashes the car, and then the dad like rolls out of the car. He's like, and the Santa's like, "Oh, where's your daughter? I'm gonna kill her," or something like that. And then the dad's like, "You'll never, you'll never find her." And he shoves the the paper with her dress in his mouth. <laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah. And then he kills him. Yeah, he which axes him in the head. But I, I, I was going to say is that I immediately think of the process of Santa literally waiting there for hours for him to drive by. <laughs> He's got like a little stove out there with a can of beans or something, you know, like fucking just like collecting change from passerby's. <laughs> Just so you can kill him. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's like stuff that you don't need to think about. It's just right. he's in the road at the right time. That's a trope, you know, yeah. that's a trope. It's a but horror that's okay. trope. That's fine like, why me. is Jason out in the middle of the fucking road just standing there like that? <laughs> Waiting for the. Because he has nothing better else to do. He has revenge on his mind. Yeah, he spelled out naughty, too, in the snow on the next day when the cops show up. The fucking cops show up. They're like, oh, he just got drunk and he he, he crashed into a ditch. And that's why there's this giant axe, <laughs> this giant axe mark in the middle of his brain. But, you know. Yeah, it banged him up something good and he walked off into the snow and died. <laughs> Uh, th- I think it's because, you know, like they just had all these murders there a year ago and they don't want to stir up any confusion. But yeah, he's obviously not no, he a good doesn't. At his- He doesn't want to work. <laughs> Right, but I'm just saying, like, you know, if right. you if you want to, like, cover the tracks, I guess. They keep flashing back and forth from Nick and uh, Mrs. Claus in therapy, and they kind of explain that they're both just fucking destined to be together, even though they don't love each other, because they're just crazy, and they both believe that they're Santa Claus, and the other one thinks she's Mrs. Claus, mm-hmm. and they're destined to be together out of craziness, which is... Such a, and even, even Paul Tanter compared her to like a sort of a Harley Quinn-esque Santa version, mm-hmm. uh, Mrs. Claus version. But, but there was this scene that both of us were like looking at each other. The girl. Okay. So the therapist who worked with Nick or Mr. and Mrs. Claus when they were in therapy years ago, like five years ago. Mm-hmm. Four or five years four. ago. Yeah, I think it was four. Yeah, Because it was three years it took for them after they got out to, mm-hmm. to enact their plan for the first movie. And mm-hmm. then a year later, so mm-hmm. four years. Um, but they're at home. The therapist, she has a daughter. Her daughter brings home a boyfriend. And she's very promiscuous. And for some reason, we don't see why, but she comes down and strip teases in front of somebody holding a flashlight. Thinking it's the boyfriend. She thinks it's the boyfriend. And I'm like, don't you want to check if it's not your mom or something? You know, like, <laughs> I mean, obviously she probably would have said something, you know, right. like, oh, Hannah, Hannah, whoa, titties. <laughs> but she just kept going. And then they're like, hey, I got your boyfriend here. I like that because then she, Mrs. Claus had, was the one holding the flashlight. And then she, she, she shined it on the boyfriend who was 
sitting there with blood all over right. him. It was, and then the yeah, she started screaming. It was great. It I was, was a like, great scene. That's that's one of those scenes where I turned to Christina. I was like, see, now I really like this movie. Oh, shut up. You said, <laughs> whenever there's turtles. <laughs> it's funny because in a later scene, they go they go in, in with her body and she's sitting there. And he was like, who's that? And I'm like, it's that, that shrink's daughter. Can't you tell by the titties? <laughs> You're right. I do remember that. <laughs> right? See? The other funny trope that they did was like where Mrs. Claus is in the back of the the funeral mm-hmm. at the church, and they get her, but it's a setup to catch right. to let Mr. Claus do his business behind scenes and keep them busy. Mm-hmm. Because like Santa is like really fucking smart <laughs> in this movie in particular. There was that one thing where they do that trick with the because the, they bring back the old sheriff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, the FBI goes to talk to the original right. sheriff. And he's like, I don't want anything to do with he's this like, shit. Fuck this. Yeah, fuck this shit. He's like, it's going to be three generations before Christmas even gets fixed again around here. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you want to know why, sheriff? Because they haven't been brought to justice. <laughs> That's right. Because Well, he said, because too many people died. And then she said, justice. Yeah, but the sheriff figures out that he's killing off people like a song or an actual list, which list is like all the people that were at the hospital. Or associated with whatever the yeah, hospital Yeah, they, they somehow were associated with either financing it, running it, managing it, orderlying it. Shrinking it. Shrinking <laughs> it, yeah. But the it, this is funny. He's like... That's when the lights go out. And I'm like, wait, why are the lights going out when Santa shows up? <laughs> this is silly. Um, but the sheriff gets the, you know, it's it's guess who, you know, it's fucking Santa. And he sneaks in with an axe just as sheriff gets the drop on him. I'm like, why does the lights flicker? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's ghost, Alex. Yeah, he's a ghost. <laughs> uh, but he puts Santa on his knees and the sheriff calls the police to report a murder. See, this is a gun scene I'm telling you yeah, about. Yeah, this is the part. And he's like... And it's like, well, why? We're all like, shoot him, shoot him. <laughs> what the fuck? Shoot him. We're like yelling at the screen. But of course, they get into a long dialogue instead of shooting Santa. But Santa is the one step ahead of him kind of guy. So mm-hmm. <laughs> he'd already put poison in his whiskey mm-hmm. because he's a known alcoholic. Well, no, he did shoot the gun and there was no bullets in the gun. Right. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. He put the poison in there. He shot then- the gun and then he finds out that he's poisoned and he dies on the ground. And Santa's like, I just wanted to come in and make sure I watched it. It's great. It was a great scene. It was a great twist. Yeah, I and liked honestly, it. it was worth the dialogue in that scene. Like, there is a, a, a level of suspension of disbelief you have to have with this movie. Right. Because it's done in such a serious tone, it kind of makes you makes it harder for you to suspend your disbelief a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then you go, oh, yeah, there's a killer Santa and St. Mrs. Claus <laughs> running around. And you go, oh, yeah, uh, maybe I shouldn't take it so seriously. <laughs> Uh, that's when Santa goes up to the little girl's room, his like granddaughter's room mm-hmm. and, and talks to her and he's like, why should you pay for the sins of your grandfather when you are so nice? <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts. That was great. I was like, I was like, oh my God, I hope it's not a rape scene. Like, <laughs> oh, like is this movie going to go oh. that far? <laughs> No, I don't think they would ever do that. <laughs> but I'm like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? Like, and and I'm like thinking, like, what was that little girl thinking in her mind when they set her up for this? You know, when they actually shot it, she was probably he's like, kind of scary looking. I'm getting paid. That's what I was. Yeah, but I mean, kids are probably more like 
They've probably seen it and done that yeah, earlier now than, exactly. than it was for me. Right. But if I saw some dude with a milky eye coming in and a burned off face in a Santa suit, that'd be kind of traumatic, wouldn't it? Like kind of ruin Christmas a little bit. That's kind of judgmental. Maybe they sat her <laughs> in. You know what they probably did? They probably like had her sit down with him when he was getting the makeup on right. and like hang out. Like, Oh, that makes sense. I would do that if I mm-hmm. was, you know. Just Dealing make, with kids. Right. Yeah. yeah. And their parents are probably off. You know, they're it's all mate magic. <laughs> Cash in their check. Yeah. There's like a bunch of people standing around in that room. You right. Know I mean? It's not like they're like <laughs> they're in that world. <laughs> they just stepped into the TV like shocker and they're in there. Oh, there was another scene that I really was just like, oh, come on. Really? Which one? The one where fucking Mrs. Claus gets fucking taken into custody because she's been in there since the funeral. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I maybe have swallowed razors. Right. So they have to so, transport her. Yeah, because they, they were hoping she would rat out Santa Claus, which I'm like, they actually believed that she swallowed razors and are transferring her to the hospital. Very clearly, she's going to get out at this situation. Right. In some sort of thing. And of course, there's something on the road. What is it? It's a red car, and it's Santa's sleigh. And he comes out with a fucking rope (laughs) across the thing, tied to a tree, cuts it, and it kills the first car (laughs) after he kills everyone. Right. I thought it was great. Then they had the, but the the cool thing was, is that they had that rookie side story where they built that into that. And I thought that was kind of cool. I didn't like that. I I thought that was annoying. I was like, why are you putting that in there? There's so much. I knew why they were putting it in there because I knew he was going to die. But that that was the great thing is that it was like, I liked that they were building it up for him to die so that you'd be like, aww. See, See, I, I, I wasn't like, aww, when he called her a freak, I got all mad. I was like, don't call her a freak. She's just like, she's just mentally ill. You know, Mrs. Mr. Claus wouldn't like you hearing say that. Like, you better fucking kill him. Dude, that scene where she stabs her heel into the guy's throat and everything mm-hmm. while she's talking to him, that was pretty cool. That was cool, too. I like that because right. it's like this tension while she's talking to the rookie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, shoot her, motherfucker. <laughs> Goddamn rookies. I, what was it with the, so, the whole UV light thing on the wall where they found the list? What was that all about? They, I heard them say they used infrared but it didn't, it just looked like they just put in a piece of paper on the wall. It's fine. It's <laughs> well, fine. no, no, no. Let's explain, explain our thought process and, and what we saw. Uh-huh. So there's a blank tile on the wall. And they're like, this in is- In a hospital where they, they killed some people. This is the naughty or nice list. Right. This, well, it's gone. It's gone. Well, where, how are we going to find it? Kind of like how, you know, you've ever seen in those movies or in uh, The Big Lebowski where he's drawing on a pad and then he rips off the pad mm-hmm. and then Lebowski comes over and runs his pencil right. softly over the top of it to see what he drew. Right. That is what they are essentially trying to do with infrared light on the wall is to see the ink that leaked through onto the tile uh-huh. or something. But at some point they were just like, you you see them doing that with some sort of UV light, and then all of a sudden it's just slapped on the wall like a <laughs> piece a of paper, printed piece of paper. It's fine. It's not a. Bi- I didn't think it was a big uh, deal. That's funny though. It wasn't a big deal. Uh, but then we get into the. They go to the corporate office. Oh yes. yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. The, and so this guy. He, Don't skip over the juicy details oh, I'm, here. I'm trying. Hey, whenever there's some D in a movie, I'm all for it. Okay. So one of the people in the board meeting goes into the restroom and he's peeing. And then Santa Claus comes in 
Uh-huh. And what? Okay, you explain it better. You do it better. <laughs> See, I write down all the details. That's why. So Santa walks in in the bathroom, and one of the board members, and I forget, he made a joke towards Santa. And he was like, he was like, "Wow, well, you look like you had a rough ride this year, or something like that." And he was like, he's like, "What's your name?" <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> "Sorry, Simon, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Your accent and everything just Great. is so good in this. Yeah, makes me want to say it." Um, and he's like, oh, my name's blah, 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 blah. I'm a lawyer. You know, you should uh, you should give me a call when you're having a better day or whatever or something like that. And then he comes over with a pair of fucking hedge trimmers, like yeah. the, the branch cutting ones uh-huh. and like snips off his dick, <laughs> goes into the boardroom meeting where they're all having a meeting and throws the dick on the table. Great. And they were like, here's blah, blah. He's like, here's blah, blah, blah. And this is probably the best part you'll ever remember him. <laughs> That was great. Yeah. I was uh-huh. like, damn, dude. This was one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Yeah. They hold all of them hostage, and he's like, all of you are on the list. And, of course, Paul, the director, is in a part in this. He did a part in the first movie as well, where he plays the CSI guy who's in the, like, suit. And he's like, look, dude, I'm just a CSI guy. Don't fucking, you know, whatever you do. But Paul does a good job here. Paul is the, the head of the director's board. Or the board, the CEO board, whatever it is. And is like, if you kill us, they're just going to appoint a new board. He's like, well, that sucks. He's like, well, where is such and such? And Paul's like, well, he's at the hospital getting his appendix removed. And he's like, where's that? And Paul's like, if I tell you, will you let me live? He's like, ah, he's like, you let us all live. (laughs) He's like, you see that? He's thinking of himself. He only cares about himself. And... One of the board ladies is like, stop fucking around and kill us if you're going to fucking kill us. I'm not going to sit here and listen to this shit and you give you justification of me begging for my life. And he's like, I like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he's like, you know what? I hope you do a better job than this guy. Do it. Or he's like, you do a better job of being a CEO than this shithead. And then, and then he turns to Paul and he chops his fucking head off. With an axe. I'm like, yes! And then it was just like a bloodbath. Yeah, everybody around them is like spraying her. And she's just like, oh my God, oh my God. She, she lived. They let her live. Yeah. He's like, you you be a better CEO. He's like, I'm sure you can fix things up around here. Because the reason they killed all the board members is because they didn't do good to help people. They just wanted to make a profit. Right. Just like so, all American. Like most companies. Far, yeah, yeah. Com- well, at some point you may go in with the best intentions, but once you see that money. Right. Then you you go, oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> you know? Right. Welcome to America, you piece of shit. <laughs> you think you deserve to live? <laughs> um, so then we end up at the hospital. And so Courtney and uh, Jennifer are there. With uh, Jennifer's uncle, or was it Cor- Courtney's uncle? Courtney's uncle, yeah. It was yeah. Courtney's uncle who was the, the board. He's getting his appendix r- removed, so he's the other guy on the board. Right. So they both show up because they know. They know what Santa Claus is up to. So they show up at in the hospital to, to take care of whatever. Basically, Jennifer, who is Santa's Marie... Jennifer, whatever her name is. I can't... I'm, I'm not 100% Je- I, clear. Santa's daughter... From right. the first movie, it, different actress. It's confusing. Uh, keep up, everybody. Uh, 
she's like with Courtney and they're both trying to like talk to him about what happened and everything like that. And they'd already skipped out on on their her mom or whatever, which I thought was really funny when they leave. Jennifer's mom is like, oh, okay, just make sure you're back in time. I'm like, there's a fucking killer on the loose. And you just let the kids go. You just let them go. He just killed everyone because of her last Christmas. And you're telling her to wear a sweater the next Christmas. (laughs) This woman is desensitized. (laughs) Uh, anyway, so they're talking about that and the lights go out or whatever like that. And then Mr. and Mrs. Claus show up and uh, they're like, oh, my God, what? Well, what's going on? And then Courtney's like, look, I did what you asked, you know, just let us out. And he's like, he's not part of the deal. <laughs> and then Jennifer's like, what the fuck, Courtney? We're supposed to be friends. But surprise, surprise, Courtney dicked over Jennifer. Or did she? <laughs> and so they work out a deal where Courtney... And her uncle can leave. Mm-hmm. And then Jennifer is going to die this time. Mm-hmm. Only he's going to kill her or she's going to kill him. Mm-hmm. And he desperately wants his daughter to kill him so that she can be the next you killer. Know, killer to justify his existence, I guess. I'm really not too sure. <laughs> Doesn't really matter. It's just fun. <laughs> so then he sends Mrs. Claus off to kill Courtney and her uncle, mm-hmm. which she kills his uncle, her uncle. Mm-hmm. And Courtney comes back and then they pull the gun on Mr. Claus. Mm -hmm. Wait, what? Oh, that's what happens. That's right. Somebody shoots fucking Jennifer. And I was confused on who shot Jennifer. I don't know. I think it was the FBI agent. I thought it was the FBI agent, but I'm like, what the fuck? Because she told her to put down the gun or he told her to put down the gun or whatever. And the Uh FBI agent, I think, shot her. Oh, okay. Typical cop, I guess. Which is actually the better thing to do because now Santa has... It foiled his plan. Right. Even though he's going to get out of the anyway, because you see him in the fucking jail this time, like he Mrs. Claus was in the first movie. Only this time it's him. And she's like nowhere to be found. And then he's like, you don't you must be misunderstood. You might be underestimating Mrs. Claus. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then uh, he appears behind the FBI agent. Uh huh. And pushes her up against the gate and Santa's strangling her and starts laughing and that's the end of it. Great. And I, by the way, if you guys are, if, if if anybody worked on this movie, I love that you picked that song at the end, the David O'Brien track or whatever, oh, the rap yeah, track, yeah. that 90s rap track at the end. Uh-huh. It fits so fucking perfect. <laughs> I had to go looking it up because it wasn't in the credits in the, in the screener we got. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love that. Yeah. I don't know. But the last half of that movie is what really redeems it. Like oh, totally. really, it's a little long in the in the in the length. So some people might tune out a little bit. And it's weird how just twelve minutes extra on a movie can make a movie seem longer. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. but it really can. Right. But this one, it flowed really well. It it really didn't drag out. No. As much as like other movies. This movie was much more paced, much better paced, much more fun, much more funny, much more everything. It had Mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed it. Um, So kudos, guys. I know you don't really give a shit what I think, but (laughs) (laughs) if anybody that worked on the movie, but you know what? I'm I'm happy for my personal taste. It did better. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you guys might have hit exactly where you wanted to. Mm-hmm. And I am looking forward to the third one. Now. I am too. This I'm is excited. part of the podcast now. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's, tra- it's Christmas. It's, tradition. it's Christmas tradition. So in, in a year or two, we'll see the third mm-hmm. one, I guess. 
You just, it might as well just start pumping them out. Like, uh, just start making them every year. I'll tell you what. You Please. guys can, like, put me on and kill me. <laughs> you can have Santa kill me as a podcaster. He can come in our studio and just axe the shit out of me to shut the fuck up about movies. <laughs> I, <laughs> Since I put down the first one. Si- I Simon, you down? you down with that, Simon? <laughs> Christine will just clap in the background. I will. <laughs> Shooting off fireworks I'll, and shit. I'll tell you what, though. Let me get the cake. This one's a snake. She's a She's the... She's the Christina's the one that's... I'm the picky one. She's the picky one. I'm the... I'm I the, no tolerance. Yeah. <laughs> no tolerance. No patience. Or with alcohol either. Trust me, I've been there. <laughs> Shut up. What was it? Our, our fifth date that we had and you were passed out puking in a fucking room that's that like literally 20 minutes in a into a party. That was the bartender's fault. Yeah, well, yeah. The bartender forced it down her throat. He made those things too goddamn strong. Dude, she was out. I felt bad. I was like, should I care? <laughs> I was like, because I'm just going to be taking care it. of her the whole time. I went in there you a few did. times. I don't remember. I don't I, oh, yeah, it. you don't. But I, I went in there like five, six times mm-hmm. throughout three hours. Mm-hmm. So I went in like every half hour just to <laughs> check on you. So sweet. Yeah. So drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed us talking about these movies this year. Um, this is our last episode of the year, and so we're going to come back on the fourth. Fuck uh, you, 2020. Uh, yeah, and I'm hope. yeah, fuck 2020, man. What a fucking shit bucket Nightmare. of a year, dude. Jesus. Ugh. If you guys haven't, <laughs> there's a video, and you can watch it, of fucking John Oliver blowing up a 2020 fucking. <laughs> it's probably one of the most aesthetically satisfying, like vicarious things that you could ever do like i almost teared and cheered at the same time when i saw it he's like fuck you 2020 (laughs) and i'm like yeah (laughs) (laughs) like in slow in (laughs) slow-mo you're out of control anyway but yeah we got some hopefully we'll be back with our top 10 of the 2020 and i will have watched as many as i can if it just becomes too much work, I'm just going to have to do the best I can. And we may push it to the next week after that. So it might be like instead of January 4th, it would be like January 11th mm-hmm. at worst case scenario. Right. And we may even take that extra week off just so. Oh, let's do that. Well, <laughs> Christina. That, I know. I know. I'm teasing. I don't even like taking. We've taken off four weeks this year. Yeah, because including these and two, we come back awesome. Yeah, well, I'm in a competition with the Buzzkill podcast, and they're <laughs> already beating me in the number of podcasts. <laughs> Although we've beaten them in podcasts because we used to do two a week, right? So suck a dick. <laughs> you got to make it up, Buzzkill. Take that shit, you motherfuckers. No, seriously, if you guys want to follow a, a really good podcast uh, and, and give them a listen, or check our back catalog out for the next couple of weeks. You know, we'll we'll have plenty of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I would highly encourage you to check out the Once Upon a Time in Christmas. What number was it? 70. 70, episode 70, where Brittany and I were talking about it. Um, it's, it's like, wow, it's, it's like a, such like a lifetime ago. It was 2017. Ago. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, it was. No. Yep, 2017. Wow. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah, you've been doing So wait, this. when did we do this podcast? <laughs> 2016? Is that it what it was? It was 2016, four years. Yeah. So, well, it'll be five years next year, but mm-hmm. yeah. Fuck, man. This has been going strong, guys. And thank you for listening. Because if it wasn't for you, I'd probably just do this in my room and not record it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Anyway, guys, I hope that you have a very happy holidays. Merry Christmas. I hope you had a happy Hanukkah. New uh, Year's. New have a good Year's. New Year's. Yeah, I hope you have a good New Year's. Be safe, please. Jesus Christ, Look, please. I know you, we're all fucking bored, man. That's why we started a podcast. Just kidding. <laughs> Start a podcast, you fucking idiots. Don't go out and get COVID and tell your grandmother to go fuck herself. Like, <laughs> fucking take care of yourselves, please. We don't want any dead people listening to our podcasts, all right? <laughs> they don't push the numbers, you know what I mean? They don't buy Manscaped at that point. <laughs> No, but for real, thank you guys so much for this year. And uh, we'll be back next year with our top 10 of 2020. But other than that, thank you guys so much for this wonderful fucking year. And as always, long live the voice.